Three. Two. One. Perfect. Last time I didn't actually have even have to move the audio tracks. They were actually perfectly synced. I think that's never happened. Yeah. That's never happened. I, I'm not sure about ties on that one, uh, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, that was an excellent but, one. Dave's never sure about ties. No, I know. He sees me as a threat. He knows that I'm a bit more of an alpha than him. Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. I'm not even a beta. I'm like a t- Charlie. It's like his t- he keeps catching his <laughs> shit in his backyard. Mark, marking my territory. Yeah, It's amazing yeah, that you go Delta. all the way from the west end of the city to the east end just to take a shit in his backyard just to show him who's boss. I thought it was hey. raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they weren't very pellet-like and unhealthy looking. So yeah, One would think they were raccoons. I don't know what their dump looks like, but we do actually have raccoons. They Sometimes they look in our window uh, when we're sleeping. Yeah. Also me, Dave. Treat. Also me. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> man, those eyes, man. Your eyes yeah. light up in the night. Yeah. Very that's focused it. when I'm aroused. Ty is a creature of the night. <laughs> and a right, cool one, so. like a vampire. Just just a shitty one, like a raccoon. Actually, raccoons are fucking adorable. Yeah, yeah they're cool. just vicious, though, potentially. I've never had an issue with a raccoon. Unless you tame it. Yeah, no. really, There's a challenge. A on. Go tame that tie or that raccoon. Find out which. <laughs> Either way, you find tie in the trash. Either way, cleaner backyard. No, I left a, I took out a garbage bag the night before and had one little tiny hole. I didn't think much of it. And next morning, we destroyed it. Tampons all over the driveway and brutal. <laughs> yeah, throw in the can, line. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> put that in a bin. You say I, I know I got a, I got a Christmas gift idea for Dave. <laughs> garbage can. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I know. You don't have a garbage can. You don't? No. Why? You know Usually, there's no problem with it. It's only like the one time it's ever happened. So. You know they're readily available for reasonable prices. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, but then it just takes up space. I don't play a, a spot in the garage because we got to put the car in there. Takes as much space as a bag of garbage or two, even or a shit stick. He has one of those. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's where it actually used to be. It used to be in the garage. Uh, all right. There in the winters. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. Welcome to Dynasty Football Life. A podcast show that, much like Jay's fantasies, involved three men between the ages of 18 and 45. Consensual! We have a, a combined IQ of 211, which could mean one genius and two idiots, or one pretty smart, two pretty smart guys and one moron, or two smart guys and one idiot, or three relatively dumb people. Cut it, slice it any way you want. Uh, that's, that's, I'm, I'm going to go with the three relatively dumb people, Dave, for 100. Yeah. I think most people would. <laughs> I yeah, well, let's get to pronouncing so names and figure out who it is. Yeah, definitely a few names this week that are new to some. Certainly me, uh, but you guys are here to educate me, like you did, like last week. Start Levis. I started Levis and Lawrence. Dave, I never once leagues. said start Levis. All I, <laughs> I said the is that Will Levis might be an NFL starter. Or he's looking like an NFL starter. I didn't say start him. I thought you did. Anyways, yeah. uh, Love had a pretty decent week. I benched him in all my leagues and put in Lawrence. Who yeah. 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 Lawrence I think we're starting to come off that Trevor Lawrence Oof. is a legit thing. 
It's, uh, yeah. it's, we'll it's talk about that. We're going to okay. talk about that soon. In our recap. We'll that's what I get for not uh, reading the doc. Let's have a quick recap here before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. Uh, there's a popular waiver, cra- uh, waiver claim going around town. Baltimore running back Keaton Mitchell. And he had a big fantasy day. Fantasy day. Limited touches. Three for 34 and a TD on the ground and one for 32 through the air. He chewed into some of my Edwards. I don't uh, I don't appreciate that. Luckily, Edwards was able to squeeze one out and hasn't made a liar out of me yet. But what are your guys' thoughts on this dim- diminutive running back in the Ravens' backfield for the remainder of the season? I've, Edwards still commanded the, the, the snaps, at least. I, I've had him for quite a while on my on my IR for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of... I think I I think I tuned into him when when just before the the big buying hype kind of started. I, I think I, I think I looked up. Actually, you know, how I think I found out about this guy. I looked up running backs like HN in Google. <laughs> okay, and he came up because he's small and fast. And I was like, well, we'll check this guy out. And he was on IR at the time, and it was a free ad because we you just add directly from from the pool to IR, and yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden he was the number one trending ad for. About a, about a good couple of days there, but he never got taken off the IR, and I still haven't started him yet. Nice but uh, I'm pretty excited about his future. I think Justice Hill. Uh, I mean, Gus Edwards. He, he's been successful. Dave will tell you. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Baltimore not wanting to use him, and Justice Hill just hasn't really run with it. Unfortunately, he's running uphill apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. So what was he? I think we have here. Ty had highlighted Mitchell had just an eighteen point eight percent running back rush share today. That's not very yeah. much. Ty did some math. It's not. It's not much. Uh, I think it's it's going to work more towards a committee. Like they're going to get him involved. I think because he's he's been you know pretty electric. My only real takeaway watching uh, the Baltimore Ravens this season and watching the running backs is just thinking it's like man J.K. Dobbins, like he could have been like a top three running back if he didn't get injured. Like he could have been really good. In that offense, Good so, a bit of a shame. You just Good summed up his entire career, Ty. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, so that's it's a shame, is all you know. It is a shame, but what's not a shame is high school superstar athlete Trey McBride. That's what he sounds like, Trey McBride. Had 17 points this week in half PPR, apparently, and uh, he's averaging actually close to 14 points per week over the last few games. This is a guy, he plays tight end, for those who don't know, in the Arizona Cardinals organization. And uh, Murray looks like, uh, likes to throw the ball to him, apparently. At 29% uh, share this week. It's not too bad. And Ertz is there too, isn't he? Zachy Ertz? Kind of. Arizona. He's injured. Kind of. He's injured. Yeah, he's, oh yeah. That's why McBride's Dobbins, yeah. The good news is, though, Zach Ertz is... uh, His, he's got, his, for next year, I think they can cut him with, I think, I don't, don't quote me on this, even though I'm, you know, recording this and putting it on the internet, but I think a five million dollar dead dead cap hit. So I don't think there's a, a shot that Ertz is going to be there next year. I think they're gonna they're gonna walk away from him. And McBride right now is uh, is shaping up to be, I think, a top well, definitely a top ten, but maybe a top five dynasty yeah. tight end. Still pretty young too, ish. Very young. Drafted last yeah. year, wasn't he? Twenty twenty two. Nah, I think he's yeah. been a couple years in the league. No, he's a uh, yeah, he's twenty three years old. He's actually okay. younger than Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Is he Canadian, Dave? Did he play in the CFL? CFL. <laughs> <laughs> I still have people on that. Yeah. Figure yeah. out the, the truth. His heritage. No, McBride well, is... call the police, Dave, because it wasn't a property crime. 
<laughs> he's a uh, Jay McBride's an all-American superstar high school football player. He's actually from Germany. Really? No. <laughs> no. 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 I, I don't believe so. With you. I don't know. Well, does I'm this excited, German though. belong in the same conversation? The guys is with guys like Laporta and Kincaid. I think it's a little little too early to talk about that. But the question's here in the doc. It must be answered. Nine. Not quite. <laughs> oh, the nine. Not quite, but he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty close. Like I don't know. Like if you look at dynasty tight ends, you obviously Kelsey Andrews, Hawkinson is like the older guys, and then you got Laporta and Kincaid. After that group, though, I mean, you Musgrave? know, do you take Kittle? I'd put him ahead of Musgrave for sure. Yep. Okay. Um, and I like Musgrave, but I put him Myers? ahead of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, Michael Meyer, yeah, I think I would. Meyer. Yeah, because got her. You know, he was a, he was a huge prospect in his own right, Trent. Right when he was drafted, he was expected to be you know one of the next kind of like great young tight ends. It's just taking a bit of time. To, to get his feet in, in the NFL, which is pretty common for tight ends. Tight ends, right? no way. So <laughs> I think I'm taking him ahead of Kyle Pitts. Dallas oh, I was, I was George Kittle, like in that range, that. if I was doing a startup draft. Yeah. Not necessarily trading one of those guys for him if I don't have to, but wow. a startup? Yeah. Maybe. I, I feel like Arthur Smith's ineptitude, though, has led to potentially losing his job and maybe Kyle Pitts having some relevancy at some point. But hope so yes. I uh, I have to have McBride above him at this point. Well, if you can if you can find a stat that kind of puts them with Kelsey, if you can dig deep enough, you'll find one. And somebody did. I think it was Ian Hartitz. 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 He's a great follow on Twitter. Hartitz. Okay. Travis Kelsey two point four three. McBride two point three nine. That's most yards per route run. So. One and, and two targets. for tight ends. What about targets? Yeah, one and two. Yeah, one and two as well. Five percent. Yeah, one and two as well. That's what I mean. This guy Ian Z, he he's onto something here. Yeah. And they and they got a they got a, a quarterback that's uh, pretty pretty highly thought of back for Arizona. So that's good. that offense could be a little bit on pace for a little bit of renaissance. Ooh, I love a good renaissance. So he was alive during a renaissance. Uh, he'd probably be dead by now, Dave. We didn't live that long during the renaissance. Yeah, yeah, definitely be dead by now. Yeah. With my lifestyle, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, I would have made it to like the third grade. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have got my pecker Either caught something I shouldn't have, and fucking died of exposure. We could have lived to be 110; we'd still be dead today. <laughs> yeah. Would have died um, before the, 40 with diarrhea, which might happen to me in real life still. So, you <laughs> yeah. know. What, what I'm looking at uh, at the at the Cardinals, the one guy that I'm a little worried about right now is Marquise Brown. He seemed to do really well with right. Dobbs. And I don't know yeah. if, it, if it's that's going to continue with Kyler Murray. Quarterback change could mean a lot for a wide receiver. It's a big adjustment. Big adjustment. It's like, uh, you know, it's like a big adjustment. That Josh Dobbs Josh. had to make when he joined the uh, the Minnesota yeah. Vikings and didn't even know the playbook? Yeah, that guy. He was Q- what he a was transition. QB. Josh Dobbs was QB3 this week and is currently QB8 on this season. Should be... Uh, He's a super flex target for contenders, I would think. I wouldn't mind getting an offer for Dobbs if I would pay attention to my emails. And, you know, I'm certainly in contention. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, somebody rescinded the uh, the offer, rightfully so. Rightfully so. It's my fault. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Dobbs, I think he's, uh, well, he's 28, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's been around a bit. He's been on like four or five teams now. But, Cleveland Browns, apparently. Yeah, at one point, people. yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. 
Pittsburgh, yep, absolutely. You never played for Cleveland. That's why I'm, he never did. Lucky fella. <laughs> he was on the roster, at least. Yeah. Oh, was he? Okay. Um, but he's, he's looked good this year. He looked good in Arizona. He's, he's, he's looked good in Minnesota now that he's actually gotten some starting work. You know, is it possible that he could be the starter next year? Yeah, probably. I mean, Cousins doesn't seem like he's coming back to Minnesota. I guess we'll see where they finish, see what kind of draft pick they have. But even if they pick in the middle of the you know, middle of the first round and end up with like a, you know, we'll see how the draft shakes out for quarterbacks, but like a Phoenix or a JJ McCarthy or something like that, you know, maybe they want to, <laughs> Jay's laughing at Phoenix again. <laughs> Sorry about that, Freddie, but listen to our quarterback episode a couple weeks ago. If you didn't, check it out. Yeah. You'll hear three grown men laugh at the name Phoenix for a ridiculously <laughs> uh, long amount of time. It's pronounced Penix. Yeah. And groan's <laughs> a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But Penix doesn't sound as funny. I know. Like Phoenix. Um, but if one of those guys comes in, could Dov uh, stay there for a year and be the starter? Yeah, so if you can get him cheap in a uh, super flex league, definitely way to go. Or if it's just a redraft league as a as a as a you know filler quarterback, I'd you know I'm starting him next week over Trevor Lawrence. Yep, That's I saw a good idea. So I saw a trade. A guy was talking. It was just a Reddit thread. This guy was asking, you know, I'm contending. I got two court. I got three quarterbacks. There's a single quarterback. I got Pat Mahomes. I got Dobbs. And I can't remember who else he had. Maybe might have just been the two. Um, I need help with wide receiver or running back. I can't remember what it was. Should I trade Pat Mahomes and start Josh Dobbs the rest of the season? In a one QB league, you're still going to get a lot of value from Mahomes. But man, that's the kind of questions people are asking themselves now. Where you know this guy was. I, I, albeit a good backup in a couple of different situations, but he's just good for fantasy. He runs the ball. He's he's had success. Minnesota's a great offense. Justin Jefferson is coming back shortly. So you have you have some good targets for him to hit. Now, how fucking awesome would it be for Minnesota? A team that desperately needs to upgrade their defense to not have to draft a quarterback this year. To write That'd out the great. rest of the season and go, hey, this guy, you know what? Maybe he's a good stop back gap for a couple of years. And we can build the rest of our team out because Minnesota's offense has been fun to watch, partly because their defense is so poor that the offense gets on the field pretty often. And they're behind in a lot of games, so you know that they have a chance to to score some points out there. And I'd be—I mean, I would love to see Dobbs continue on and, and be in NFL. He seems like a good dude, and I just would love—I love seeing that kind of success. So, you know, a guy that kind of came into his own a little older, bald as the day he was born. <laughs> yeah, but I'd yeah. I'd love to see it, and I think Minnesota would love to see it too, because that would save them a first round pick potentially at a quarterback, right, or a second round pick, be able to stock up that cover yeah. a little bit. I agree. I haven't really Maybe watched a half any decent fucking running back. I haven't watched any of him, much of his gameplay at all, which I really should because I do have a bit of an investment in him. Because my is concern, my concern is he he gets put back as a as a backup next year. So it would be nice if you, yeah. that's my only concern. Where Minnesota's drafting, though, they're not them, drafting a quarterback that's going to jump in the NFL and start tomorrow. The, the, yeah, the one issue so. you have to run into is that they sign somebody in free agency. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's my only concern. But, I mean, if he's if he plays, I mean, he, only Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards. Is that correct? Yeah, second for a quarterback rushing yards, 368. So if he plays, that rushing alone makes him, you know, fantasy is what we really care about. And that's yeah, always plays in fantasy. Sure. And how many and yeah, he's, he's become... Sorry, he's becoming a bit of like a folk hero in like Minnesota too. They yep. they love him after that first yeah. uh, the first game where he came in and ended up winning the game. And now you know, so he's he's tweeting out there's like a Creed song that like higher song. He keeps like he tweeted that <laughs> out afterwards and like that's being played in Minnesota. Like they seem to love him there. So well, he gets first impressions are huge. I think and he won that game without Jefferson. I believe he was oh, yeah. been injured injured by then. So good for him. All right. Um, let's go on the opposite end of the spectrum here and talk about Trevor Lawrence just briefly. 
Again, as I mentioned, I, I gave Love the week off. He wasn't on bye week, but I said, you know what? You you rest. <laughs> you rest on my team. So I'm going to give you the week off. Reconsider your your profession. And I stuck Trevor Lawrence in, who was projected a few points higher, and yet um, didn't do so hot. We have a Twitter quote from JJ uh, Zachariasen. Trevor Lawrence has ranked in the top 10 this season in weekly fantasy scoring just twice. He has yet to throw more than two touchdowns in a game. Yet to throw more than two. Oh, my God. And he has just thrown two games where he's thrown multiple passing touchdowns. And we know it's two. Uh, now, this is a very quick moment of where's your panic level on this guy? Real short segment here. It's just Trevor Lawrence. Is it it? I mean, Calvin Ridley's not doing him any favors or vice versa. I don't know. What's going on there? This is some Bortles level play here. Ooh. Hey. My Ooh. panic. On Trevor Lawrence, my panic level is a nine. Absolutely. On Bortles, sorry, or Lawrence? Oh, sorry. I, I get the two. Bortles, it should now. be higher than nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nine points. The sale on Bortles. Bortles. Still, I'm still waiting for that uh, year nine breakout time. Yeah, Where no, Blake, on Lawrence, anyway? my panic level is a nine. Okay. I think we've seen very, uh, mostly regression so far in the last two seasons, really. So, I, yeah. that, that not positive me. regression. And Calvin, Calvin Ridley's been fucking awful. Yeah. Two, two weeks is a wide receiver, a top 10 wide receiver. The rest have been. They've hurt. Yeah. They just hurt you in fantasy. And I have Calvin Ridley in a couple of leagues, and he's. I, I don't even start him anymore at this point. He's not even. That's too bad. Really I was starting big on him. Yeah, it's real yeah. Real I, I, I gambled on him, and it did not pay off. Todd, do you want to share some final thoughts on Ridley or Lawrence before we get into the the bulk of things? Well, for Lawrence, I will say it, it's dynasty. Like we, we know what can happen. He's still young. Like we, we could be talking this time next year, and all of a sudden he's become the quarterback we all thought he was going to. So, it, you know, not as much of a panic there in redraft for me. Like, like I said, I'll start his waiver wire options. I'm starting over him now, so it's 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 pretty brutal. Um, you know, the fact that he was this great college quarterback and he kind of looks like sunshine for member the Titans, and that makes me smile. Otherwise, there's not a lot of positives with him right now. I'm still a nine of dynasty tie. I'm, I'm worried he's never going to figure it out anymore. Yeah, he might. Not, it looks like he'll never be quite as good as we thought for sure. He was supposed to be generational. Well, he's not. Now, speaking I, of generational, uh, speaking of generational, and next week I, I do want to talk about Jalen Warren. I think it's time we get he gets some love, but we can we can hold off on that. We Let's gave him that. plenty of love early in the season. Yeah, did he? Oh, well, his floor is amazing. Several episodes. Yeah, well, uh, I'm pretty sure I said I I would just start him over Najee Harris at some point. So I think week one we haven't talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we we, we love Jalen Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's right. Dave Sunday, okay. guys, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. As mentioned last week, we are going to discuss. This is just to, you know, get our feet wet as it, as it were with the 2024 wide receiver draft class. We're going to talk about some fellas who play wide receiver, the the future of the NFL. A handful of fellas that uh yeah, we're just going to we're going to touch on, guys, just give a bit of an idea of uh, what to expect. And you guys, you guys put a lot of uh, research into this. And, and no particular order. Let's be clear. This is no, no particular, particular order. order. No. And Dave, I just want to let you guys, all listeners know, and Dave know, after the every, Dave thought everyone's birthday was on the same day kerfuffle, I did put their date of births in for him this, this week. And, uh, yeah, I noticed Man, that. You're welcome, buddy. I appreciate that. It's for you. <laughs> all right. Again, in no particular order. <clears throat> First one on the list. <clears throat> Sorry. 
uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. In well, no some particular, particular order. order. Some order. There's no an order. <laughs> okay, there is an order. A kind of. Somewhat. Sort of. A kind of order. Uh, he's a wide receiver like Pops. He's from Ohio State, just like Pops. Just kidding. I don't know where his dad went. 6'4". 205. His age is 205. Holy shit. Age. Oh, age of draft, 21, date of birth. All right. <laughs> he's an August baby. <laughs> his age was 205. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's he's a vampire, con- actually. He's, he's considered uh, a WR1 by everyone. Everyone. He's a consensus. Including- like, there's people that have him first overall, but he's a consensus first wide receiver off the board. No doubt. Okay. All right. I want you guys to tell me everything you know. I know you got some people on it. You got some footage. Yeah, yeah. I got my best people on it. Uh, yeah. I got uh, Dave. I just, I'm just gonna just gonna ask you a question here. Imagine the Colts legend Marvin Harrison Sr. was four inches taller and 20 pounds heavier. That's who you have here potentially. You have one of the better route runners. You have one of the most athletic wide receivers in college football. Um, he's even if you look at like, there's a couple guys that I do like to follow. Um, Dane Brugler's one of them. I think he's one of the better, the better draft profilers out there. Um, he wrote the best wide receiver prospect that I've evaluated over the last decade. Harrison, 48 catches for 889 yards and eight touchdowns, offers a rare package of physical traits and savvy, and it has made him nearly uncoverable at the college level. His athletic dexterity and instincts, both as a rut runner and at the catch point, are what really separate him, especially for a six foot four wide receiver. And then if you look at him, really, he's not as physically imposing as Julio, but there are some similarities between the two and the way they play the ball pretty strongly. So he's, I, I know, like, you know, you're not going to be able to draft him. We prob- I probably won't be able to draft yeah, him. Ty probably won't be able to draft him. But someone's going to end up with the first overall pick, and hopefully it's me in a dynasty startup next year uh, for rookies. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be, uh, he's going to be at the top of my board. There's no doubt about that. He's... Four inches taller than his dad? Yes. His dad was six foot, 185 pounds. I want to do a DNA test there. His mom. His mom was uh, seven foot eight. His mom's tall. (laughs) Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., RIP, death by snooze new. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ty, you've been quoted saying Harrison Jr. is top five, but not not the first, not the best. Is this true? Dave, no, that is not true. (laughs) You shut your whore mouth. I've never (laughs) seen such things. Now he's um he's pretty much a perfect wide receiver prospect for this day and age. Like he's on the level of you know just prospect wise, you know ways of you know Julio Jones or uh, Jamar Chase maybe more recently, potentially more hype than Chase even has. Like he looks like he's going to be really good. Like if he doesn't end up becoming a Hall of Famer at this point, that'll be a letdown. It's like he he looks <laughs> wow. like that type of prospect. I think he, even in a super flex rookie draft. If you want to take him ahead of one of the top two quarterbacks, take him ahead of like Williams or Mayer, however it kind of ends up uh, ends up playing out, I could see that. Because I have a good quarterback good like Pat Mahomes or something, I'm taking MH. I'm, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, oh I'm sure. Yeah, try to take a wide receiver over over a quarterback if unless my needs a quarterback. Usually in super flex leagues, though, if you have good quarterbacks, you tend to at least like kind of get in the middle of the field. You don't tend with the first overall pick. Yeah. the guys that uh, have True nobody, that. so you kind of have to go with the go with the QBs, but. Even still, I mean, you just want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. and punt another year and take a quarterback the year after. Yep. I don't hate it. Nope. Ty, who does he yeah. remind you of? Um, probably I like the lazy kind of comparison, but Julio Jones. <laughs> Mike Evans, maybe? 
I think Mike Evans, but maybe like I think he's a little bit more like athletic, a little bit more kind of faster, and a little bit more his route running though. You know, that is off the charts. Uh, that's Steph Diggs, I think, level of route running. Like, yeah, it's he has the good. potential to really be one of the best fundamental players, along with a slightly more athletic Mike Evans kind of build, right? Julio was see the thing is is we've seen a lot of wide receivers come into the NFL. A lot of these big, tall wide receivers, these tough, strong wide receivers that kind of are a catch and fall. You know, that they, they don't have any, you know, any juice after they catch the ball, or they're not they're not all covered in grease and all squiggly and they get tackled pretty easily. But he, I think he's got the the ability to be, you know, not necessarily like Julio or, or or Hopkins. He's got a little more speed to be a really good yard after the catch kind of wide receiver in the NFL. I don't like to compare in many, buddy. You know, I think uh, he's special. Well, people, people will. Unique. I think this is the kind of wide receiver that people will be comparing other future wide receivers to, and that's. I think that's what you want when you're going into the draft. Is 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 this guy going to be the 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 new benchmark? And I think it's a potential. He is the new benchmark. Yeah, I know Ohio State is like breaking in a new starting quarterback, so he's not yes. necessarily on the on the yeah. same pace. This season's not as good as last, last for year. sure. You know. No, they don't have C.J. Stroud nope. this year not, not, in Ohio State. Apparently, he's pretty good. Still have two uh, pretty good wide receivers at Ohio State, though. Yeah, they got two that are going to in the first round. Really? Yep. We'll get we'll wow. get to it, Dave. We'll get to it. We'll get to but it. I think okay. if you're listening to this podcast and you're into Dynasty football, you already know who Marvin Harrison Jr. is, and I think this is this is not one of those those draft picks you make. It's one of those draft picks you just have the luxury of taking. And, and I think it makes dynasty you. teams, yes, they're they're made this way. But dynasty teams are also made by, you know, getting that, you know, that next guy that's not a, a a consensus first round pick. And I think we'll spend a little more time on those guys. So, yeah, and I think receivers. I know for me anyway, I'm that's where I've been building my teams around. I, I know a few years ago it was about having that workhorse in the backfield, but mm-hmm. now it's really about having that Jefferson, absolutely, or that Hill. There you go. Or all of them. Having the guy that scores the most fantasy points definitely definitely helps win championships. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh all right. That's uh this is uh kind of like this fella like the what the makings what he has here. A guy named Malik Neighbors. How'd I do there? Uh Malik Neighbors. Pretty close. All right. Dave Dave's a big fan of Remy Malik, so he uh, used the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. It's all right. He's uh, this guy is uh, this is six feet tall. This thing uh, he's two hundred age, <laughs> two hundred pounds. Uh, he's born in late July. He's a uh, is that a Scorpio? <laughs> Fucking no. Sure. Cancer? Right around my birthday, <laughs> but I know, well, Ty, where are you? Around my birthday, yeah. about several about fifteen years later. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One of the things. I'm a Sagittarius. No, you're not Sagittarius. I just like the sounds of that. I was born in July. I have no idea. <laughs> Leo? Okay. Well, you should Leo. know. Uh, uh, someone named Dane Brugler has him ranked uh, WR4. Yeah, a lot of people have him as the wide receiver, too. It seems to be the more... Uh, it's changing as the season goes on, but he is he is oh, sure. kind of more consensus two and three uh, wide receiver. I thought I put that in there because I thought it was kind of curious that, uh, that he had him at wide receiver four. But there is a couple guys that I do like a little bit more than Malik Neighbors. Excellent wide receiver, though. Really? I think he's my wide receiver too. Still, like at this point now, he just looks like he's got that burst. He's got that ability, and you want a wide receiver that could just absolutely take over a game. And maybe it's just the fact that I watched a bit of the Mississippi State game where he had 239 yards 
two touchdowns. Ooh, yeah. But you see those type of big performances. Like it just seems like he's, you know, this guy could be a big game player at the NFL level. And, you know, that's always something that's, you know, it's obviously desirable. He, um, in the FBS, he has, he's leading with 27 receptions of 20 plus yards, which is nine more than second place. It's a bit of a gap that's there. more than one. A big, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, big play guy. That's a lot of either he's a deep threat or he's yards after catch. Yep. I'll take either. I'll take either. I don't want to skip too far ahead here, but like LSU, uh, LSU and Ohio State have been pretty great for producing talent the last couple of years. And there's another guy in LSU that I, I want to spend a little bit of time on as, as we get to the end of the dock. But I, I am a huge Brian Thomas Jr. fan. And I, I can't put him ahead of Neighbors right now, but I do like him almost as much as I like Neighbors. So I just want to put my stamp gotcha. on that early in the, okay. in the conversation because nope. we're going to revisit all these guys. And there's a lot more players that we aren't going to cover too that might, that might you know, kind of rise oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like the Phoenix from the Ashes. Yeah, like the Hyatts and the the shoemakers of it all. Make yeah. shoes. I mean, hey, LSU's fun. Jane Daniels, Daniels looks. Jane Daniels just looks awesome. Yep. We talked about him in the quarterback episode again a few weeks ago, but uh, the way he's played the last couple of weeks, he's just a ton of fun. That's that's definitely my guy for for quarterback. So I like seeing his wide receivers, you know, excelling as well. Yeah. Flourishing. So Ty, I would you've say. Uh, you've said neighbors is your two right now. Yeah. He Explain would how he'd be my two. Yeah, money can be exchanged for yeah. goods and services. <laughs> um, I think just just raw potential and kind of the way that the NFL is going. I think the his ability with with the ball in his hand with speed. It's not just a deep threat, but he can actually just you know yards after catch kind of guy. Whereas a couple of the other wide receivers I really like in this class that we're going to get to are kind of bigger guys that I'm still kind of waiting to see how they're going to pan out. With some of these guys, some of these wide receivers that we've seen over the last couple of years, guys that are you know six four that have a really good athletic profile, but you know we're not quite sure you know what their accelerations like or what their ball skills are like or their refinement at the position. You know, kind of guys like uh, Quentin Johnson we saw this year, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, Terrace Marshall, Lavisca Chanon, and Keel Harry, Hakeem Butler, Chase Claypool. I can kind of go on with these type of guys, and I'm, maybe I'm just a little bit gun shy. On the guys like uh, that we'll get to soon, but guys like Rome and Coleman, you know, I just, I just want to kind of see how they test. So for now, I'm, I'm Malik Neighbors, just just ahead, just ahead of those guys. Yeah, I think when you're like Coleman and Odunes are two guys that I really like. Um, not not necessarily because I like them more than Neighbors necessarily. Neighbors is in my top. I mean, I could. I, there's an argument I can make for two. I had him at two earlier. I'll probably have him at two by the time the draft hits. But I think a lot of it has to do with where they're drafted too. But neighbors, his combination of side and speed in the slot makes it really easy for LSU to draw up offense that that'll feature him. Right? He's uh, like his route tree isn't super full at the college level, but it doesn't mean he's not going to have a, a you know more a more proficient route tree when he hits the NFL. But he's super reliable. And he could be like a prototypical, like a move Z or an F receiver. And I think that differentiates him a bit from Coleman and Odunes, who are who, who don't necessarily project in that in that role. Um, they're more perimeter wide receivers. So he, he could be, especially in PPR, this could be the next kind of PPR darling. I like a guy like that. Yep. I like I like I like Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers, Malik Neighbors. You see, see, I put that there, Dave. When I put the scouting report in there, I put Malik, Mister Rogers. I thought you'd appreciate that, but I felt we were gonna go past him now, and Dave would All never see my neighbor. cute little joke. Yeah, you had You're to bring cute. it up. It was good. I liked it. There's a couple, a couple <laughs> hidden jokes in here. Some, okay, some hidden, well, some hidden racist hidden. terms. I hope Dave doesn't read them. <laughs> 
See, <laughs> okay. well, I hope not. Uh, th- now this this next person is the guy I like the most, even ahead of Harrison Jr. Amika Ibuka. Oh, I hope I said that right. You said his name right, but you're ahead of what? Harrison. Well, I mean, not. I mean, I wouldn't. There's take being him. contrarian. I mean, there's I, just being an idiot. <laughs> we'll find out which one you uh, like. I mean, I like Igbuka quite a bit, but ahead of Harrison Jr., that is. I knew I. I just wanted to ballsy, get sir. Going there, yeah. Dave, Dave likes to. Play I'm not contrarian. like I wouldn't. <laughs> I do. Uh, they also he also plays in Ohio State, of course, with Harrison Jr. If I'm not mistaken, sure does, Dave. Really sure does. An idiot. Uh, I just love the fact that he's six one two zero six. I mean, I just love it. I love that those numbers. I love the fact that he uh, is a Scorpio for real. October fourteenth, uh, he's twenty one, and uh, yeah, he, he was injured for a little bit uh, at some point for most of October. But uh, I'm not too concerned about that. But I know I just like him. He's got spunk. I like him. Do you guys like him? He's spunky. I do. I like him. I like his. <laughs> he's a great one. I like his spunk. That sounds maybe <laughs> more sexual than I intended it. I, I don't think he's like that far off of the like. I, I from a talent level, I still think Marvin Harrison Jr. is is kind of the um, the cat's meow of this draft, so to say. Uh, putting the other wide receivers behind him, I don't think he's that far off as far as as far as draft like draft spend goes. He's still going to be a first round pick. He's still in my top five, and I think he's a blue chip prospect. Uh, in any other class. He'd definitely have a potential to hit that WR1. But with yeah. Harrison think- showing up there, it's tough. But I think, like, I one of the quotes I wrote, I don't remember who wrote it. I didn't put it down. But Ohio State could have an even more potent duo than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And that, I mean, imagine yeah, you drafted awesome. Garrett Wilson and then, like, Chris Olave was also yeah. on the board, too. Like, that's like that's an embarrassment of riches right there. So if you have. What's I'm saying? If you could do that good with with Harrison there, I so I just I know that excites yeah, well, me to see once he kind of spreads him his wings. Imagine you have a dynasty team and you have two first round picks and you and you're you got kind of a poor team, but you have good good quarterbacks, you're running backs, you're not worried about, and you could go out and you could draft Harrison Jr. first overall, and then a couple of picks later, snag up this guy. Like you've just you've wow. just completely re, like your team is now a potential contender for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like uh I like him quite a bit. He's my uh, he's my number three in the class. Yeah, I think so I'm ahead of some too, of yeah. 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 No, ahead of some well, of the other guys. Number one. Quite high, not quite as high as Dave has him at number one. Dave's putting his stamp Dave on is the right. Right. He's, he's gonna look like a genius. I love. I him. will concede. <laughs> uh, but no, he looks. He, I mean, he looks great, and you know, he's he obviously uh, this well, season's been uh, the production hasn't been great this season, but it's mostly injury, a lot of injury related. Exactly. Uh, also, switching from CJ Stroud to was Kyle McCord. I think the quarterback this year. There's some 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 growing pains there. That's what I'm saying. Um, but if you know, taking aside just the production of the injury, just look at the profile. It, it looks really good. It's definitely a, a day one pick kind of profile. And you really shouldn't look at the. You, know, you shouldn't be scouting the helmet, as they say. But Ohio State wide receivers. Lately, just JSN, Olav, Garrett Wilson. You, you just got you, a good system. You can't go wrong. Yeah. It's like an Iowa tight end. Yeah. You just can't go wrong. Yeah. Well, unless your uh, well, your quarterback is last name Wilson, mm-hmm. you could go wrong. But otherwise, um, uh, anyway, I can't did. stress enough. Six one two zero. Imagine you get to draft both these guys to the same team because they both play in different parts of the field. That would be incredible. Yeah, 
Looking yeah. at you, Chicago, but I don't think mm. Tyson Bajent will uh, <laughs> be the guy to feed the ball, unfortunately. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> well, they might need a quarterback. Har- Harrison projects to, to to be an X receiver. Um, he can be a dynamic Z receiver, though, or Z for the, my fellow American I fans. Love Z receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love he's Z got. Uh, I mean, you you can scheme touches for him, but he also has a full route tree, and and I, I he's going to be X. Like he, he, there's no part of the field I don't think he can play on. He's a little less. Um, showy. I don't know if there's a better word for it that, than uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. But he's like, there's not a part of the game that he doesn't excel at. Exactly. He's the magnet for the ball. The too. ball no, magnet, Dave. Th- ball magnet. Which was Dave's nickname in high school. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> Scared <laughs> rattle. The ball also, magnet. Also, also adult life. Yeah. Yeah. Just Dave's nickname. <laughs> Hasn't left him yet. Yeah, that came a little bit later, actually. Uh, another uh, gentleman that I, I kind of am curious about and would like to know a little bit more if you guys can, can indulge me is a guy named Keon Coleman. He's a wide receiver out of Florida State. He's rocking a 6'4 height uh, with a 215 uh, body. Uh, I got to put pounds after, two, yeah. after the weight or Dave's going to keep thinking it's his date of birth. <laughs> I love it. This guy is just on the cusp of Gemini's ship, but is not. May 17th, he's just to be 21 at draft. Dane Brugler, this fine person, has this guy as his WR2. Whoa, Ball Z. What do you guys think about that? I get it. If anything. You see it. You see it? You get it? I yeah, don't, okay. yeah. Okay. it's not uh, not uncommon to see people uh, really high on Coleman. I think it makes sense. He's you know kind of the perfect uh, kind of potential build for a wide receiver as long as he has you know that explosiveness to kind of go along with that size, which it seems like maybe he does. I don't know. That's that's where I'm kind of still waiting to, you know, see how some things play out. Definitely, I'm not a scout. I kind of enjoy watching on Saturdays, and then what? I kind of read scouting reports and go from there. Um, Boy scout. That's... But, I mean, hey, he looks like, I think ceiling-wise, there could be quite a high ceiling on this guy. Yeah. I, I never made it past Cub Scout, Dave. I... No way. No. Eh? no. I, I was too attracted a, to girls at a young age. I was, I, I wanted to be a what is it a what are, what are the girls what girl a girl guide instead. No, I'm just girl guide, girl guide. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was Plus a shy cookies, kid, Dave. I, mean, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be around all those men. <laughs> you were attracted to girls as a young boy, and your scout leaders were attracted to young boys. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what? Awkward. Oh. <laughs> what a mess. Oh, Penn State. Um. Yeah, I. I, I I got a subscription to the Athletic, and I, I don't like paying for content, but I feel like Dane Brugler to me makes that three dollars a month, whatever the hell it costs, worth it. His scouting reports are excellent. There's like I mean Daniel Jeremiah is great too. There's there's, there's a couple of guys out there that I think do an excellent job uh, evaluating talent. Even places like like Walter Football, like that's it's like that site is cancer. But there's some good content on there. It's free. It is the most user friendly city. Dude, it's like GeoCities. <laughs> it's so tough to use, but there's great content. It I is. love Walter Football. All the, you know, the, the people of Walter Football, they do a great job with content. But oh my God, yeah, yeah that site. You know what I like about Walter Football, too? Like a lot of these draft sites, like I, I, I mean, I'm only talking about this because I just spent, you know, the better part of two of my weekends in the past couple of weeks researching quarterbacks and wide receivers and watching film and reading other people's takes and all that kind of stuff just to see if I, you know, if my, if my eye test passes what the consensus is and that kind of, a lot of these sites, they just put the same shit. Like you read strengths and weaknesses are all the same, you know, scouting reports, all the same. Like they're all just kind of copy pasting one another. Walter football, like I said, the site is pure cancer, but at least they have their own takes. 
Like they're actually going out on a limb in some places and say, yeah, I don't see what other people are seeing or, or this is, I, I have this guy 18 spots ahead of where the consensus is. And, and I love that. But Dane Brugler, as I digress, Dane Brugler, <laughs> I like his content. I think it's worth an athletic subscription, uh, not sponsored. Wish I was. Um, <laughs> but he has him as wide receiver too. And, and a lot of, a lot of places have him averaging out around wide receiver four in the 2020 draft, 2024 draft. Uh, first round talent for sure. Uh, definitely behind Marvin Harrison Jr. Most people have him behind Emeka Egbuka. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Malik Neighbors wow. <laughs> on many boards. Uh, I, I'm pretty stoked on this guy too. And I think it's it's a bit of a bullish projection after really just one season of production. But he's shown some some transferable traits during 2022. And, and that did come across all three levels of wide receiver play. He's 6'4", 215, and he's a surprisingly complete three-level threat. He can outmatch defensive backs in all phases. Speed, height, um, dick size. I don't know what the other third phase is. Catchability, catching range, catching range maybe. I don't know. I can't remember the third phase is. I'm sorry. They have a cock-off. Yeah. I mean, 500 <laughs> yards on the year, that's, you know, that's not huge. But ten touchdowns, I mean, you know that is pretty. That's pretty great. And he looks like a guy that'll get on the field too. Good run blocker. Yep. So, oh yeah, that because that gets you points. Okay, doesn't give you fantasy points, but gets you on the field. David well, definitely gets you on the field. <laughs> I, don't know. I think he's. Okay. I mean, part of the uh, reason that we that Josh Allen keeps throwing to to uh, Gabe Davis and and Gabe Davis just lets the ball go through his hands and gets intercepted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Josh Allen had some faults last night. Uh, I'm still salty about the Bills game. But Gabe Davis is a pretty good blocker, and that's one of the reasons he's out there for, you know, almost all the snaps. And and that and if you're yeah, on the field, then well there's a them. chance you're going to get the ball unless you're, you know, Valdez Scantling, where you're just running fucking wind sprints. But I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Bills got really something good going on over there in Buffalo for sure. What comp I saw this guy though, Dave? Sorry to interrupt. Was uh, Demarius Thomas? Was was the, kind oh, of the comp? I like that, yeah. And I, I, Bronco, like that. Eh? I like that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'll tell you what I like, though, Jay. Hot bath? I like Rome Odunze. Rome? That's like right. The city of Rome? You are what? His name is Rome Odunze. Dave went to Rome, Italy on vacation this year. He's a Had wide a receiver out of Washington. Washington State. <clears throat> 6'3", 217-pounder. He is a Gemini. He is, he is a Gemini, age of 21. And Brugler has this guy at number three. That makes sense yeah. to me. I get We're that. We're putting a lot of... That I can understand. There's a lot of Dane Brugler on here only because I found him to be the guy who had the most content that wasn't, you know, necessarily... Uh, it was a bit against the grain in some ways. So that that's why we keep mentioning uh, the old Brugs, The Brugster. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you guys got on uh, Rome? It could be just Rome. It might actually. be. Might be, might be. Ty, tell me how you think for about the, Rome. For the research or Rome. Uh, Rome, I'm kind of still. I don't, I don't think I'm quite as high as consensus, but I think I need to see a little bit more of him still. Like I think I get it. You know, good athleticism, good size, all that, all that shit. Um, <laughs> but it's still got it's it's his fourth year. You know, he did have his kind of two goals of his freshman season. But it's his fourth year in the league. He kind of broke out last year. He's been playing kind of uh, pretty well this year, so there's always kind of that, you know, you like to see an early breakout if possible. If not, I guess that's fine. I think uh, he's playing with uh, with with Penix Jr. this year, who's been fantastic. I'm sure they're helping each other out. 
But I, again, what another in guy Rome? I just wonder. <laughs> exactly. Another guy. Wonder how the speed translates, that sort of thing. Like the size, wonder how speed translates. Um, I know very good catch rate, especially for an outside receiver. So that's always really nice to see. Heck of a radius. Yeah, absolutely. Good radius. Um, good diameter. But good circumference. great diameter. Good circumference. He really likes geometry. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Um, but you know, one of the kind of the weaknesses, one of the kind of knocks on him that I do see in you know, some scouting reports doesn't create a lot after the catch. And is going to need a quarterback that really, you know, targets him a lot and that's that's accurate and that trusts him just because of kind of this, you know, the positions that he puts himself on the field. So unfortunately as a Bills fan, that means probably not a good match for our Josh Allen. Which is unfortunate because I've seen him mock there quite a bit. And he probably is going around that place in the first round in a draft. But yeah, so I don't know. I still have some questions about this guy. I guess that would be my my long, charmingly befuddled way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, I think to kind of touch on what Ty said, I think playmakers like him can be difficult projections for the NFL. For every Hopkins and Thomas who, you know, after the catch, they 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 generally get some chunk yardage there. There's dozens of other big wide receivers. Now, the good thing is he's quick. He won the state title 200 meters, of course, in high school. And if yeah. everyone knows, the football field is exactly 200 meters long. Yeah, that that's what everyone says. So, so everyone says, yeah, I think he's got some, he's got some natural receiving instincts, but I mean, I, there is, there is a little bit of, of question marks surrounding his ability to succeed at the NFL level. And you know, I think he has the burst and the speed to kind of make him not necessarily a Michael Thomas or, or a D hop, but not one of those big wide receivers that just couldn't kind of keep up to speed at the NFL. My issue is that is you know he's quick, but he's not nimble. No, he's, and you really he's want more to be yoga nimble. in his life, I guess. Yeah, nimble is key for to be successful in a long career. Um, now the next guy who's also not nimble. Just kidding. Uh, Xavier Worthy. Now, what do you guys think? He's out of Texas. He's six one, only one hundred seventy two pounds, dripping wet. Do you think he'll be twenty? When he's drafted, or you think he'll be 21 when he gets drafted? I think he'll be 20 because I think he's going to go in the first two days. It's only 21 if he's a day three pick. Um, I like Xavier Worthy. He's one of the two Xaviers I really like. He's Jay's second favorite Xavier. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the next next Xavier, I think, very soon, maybe next. Yeah. Um, But Xavier Worthy, he's... Legit. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I've become such a Tank Dell fan, but I kind of like these fast, skinny, fast, I'll say fast again, receivers. And <laughs> Is he fast, though? Oh, oh, he's fast. <laughs> Very fast. Um, so I, kinda, I, I like Xavier Worthy. I think three years played at Texas. He's shown that he's more than just a deep threat as like, you know, they're kind of the small, quick receivers that are simply a deep threat. I tend to worry about them a bit for NFL projection. Sometimes they hit, but often they don't. But he's shown that he could do more than that as a freshman. He had 981 yards. He had, I think, last year, just let me check the quick, but it was a 30% target share as a sophomore. So he was a big part of that, big part of that offense on the Longhorns. And I think he's shown that he can just be an all-around threat that can move around the field. And also when he gets the ball, he can just run like hell and get a ton of yards after catch. But a lot of it'll kind of I think a lot of depend sure. on where he ends up going in the draft, team he lands on if 
he ends up being a late day one pick. Awesome. I'm going to love him for dynasty. Day two, still going to like him. Day three, still going to like him, but at you know, just a cost. Now, I said he is my second favorite Xavier, but I didn't you say did. I didn't like you him. You did. And I That's really true. hope he doesn't celebrate his birthday at the draft. I hope he's a day one or day two. I assume probably day two. He kind of does remind me a bit of Zay Flowers, though. A little thin, a little on the thin side, but explosive as fuck. Uh, his his top end speed, good. Not not you know not world beating, but his his uh, his explosiveness is uh, is pretty up there. I don't uh, I don't know what it is about him. I what is it? I, what I is think it with, about him, with, with him? I have to see where he lands to really buy in. I think, and I think that's where oh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna fall. No, out. <laughs> Wait, who do they draft as a quarterback then? <laughs> um, no, I think he's probably a day two pick, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think this draft is so deep. Like if he was, if last year he might have been a day one pick. I think if he was a year older. Um, but it, I don't like one ninety is not tiny. It's it's not you know like there's a lot of cornerbacks out there he's gonna be matching up against that are pretty similar size. So I'm not super worried about that. It's what is his peak, and I don't, I don't know his if his peak is any higher than. Than some of the guys even below him, I, he's going to be a good NFL player. It's just what is his peak going to be, and where does he where does he end up? And I think that's what uh, titillates me the most. If he ends up in a good spot where he's used correctly, he, he could end up being a good a good value pick. He doesn't have any rushing TDs though. Is that a concern? Not at all. He's 190 pounds. Okay. He's also not a running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, 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 not he, okay, not good. super high on my list. But if you look at his, his year right. over year stats, he had one attempt, rushing attempt in twenty twenty one, two in twenty twenty two, and three in twenty twenty three. By twenty seventy, he's gonna have seventy rushing attempts a season. He'll get that touchdown. You don't worry about that. You'll get it. I'd like to see You'll him get, get the it. tackles and the pancakes up though. I want a very well rounded player here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love pancakes. pancakes. Ah, waffles no, no, are better. Just kidding, I don't. No. They're both garbage. Xavier Leggett. Or Xavier hold up, Leggetti. Hold up, hold I like up. Leggetti. You can't just throw a bomb like that and walk away from it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Waffles and pancakes uh, are shit? Uh, yeah. I'm You're a savory a, breakfast fan, you? I love a savory breakfast. I'm yeah. a savory guy, too, yeah. I gotta agree with uh, Dave yeah, here. Eggs, hash browns, uh, sausages, that sort of thing. You know? I mean, I've had many breakfasts at Ty's place. And, and and his girlfriend always makes a pancake or a waffle, and Ty's just busted out. He likes a savory breakfast now. Have you told her? I don't mind your relationship. Oh, but she live makes with that type of lie, Ty. Oh, she yeah. she makes a pretty. Well, she makes a good buckwheat a, pancake. Yeah, it's a buckwheat pancake, and also it usually has some sausage. It's got the savory too. Dave would Dave would approve. I can promise you that. Okay, okay. We'll never, okay. Get, we never like... invite you for breakfast, which we'll have to rectify. I usually sneak him out the window. But... <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, my shame. Uh, I always thought uh, when I go to hotels, like, oh, you get a free continental breakfast. And it's like the word continental sounds pretty big because the continent's pretty big. Mm. And it's like all it is is like muffins. No, continental breakfast like, is shit. Unless you're mean, at a but fancy it sounds restaurant. Like big. Or fancy. Sounds continental like continent, makes yeah. me think like it's got everything. But it's it's very misleading. When we go to, when we go to Montreal. Mind, Dave. I love it. We, we go to Montreal for work <laughs> and the breakfast is included and the breakfast is probably the best. Buffet style breakfast you'll ever have. You, 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 Dave. I'll tell you, man. I'll, I'll send you pictures next time. I'll even bring you a sample back. It may, it may yeah. not make it, but uh, please do. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Breakfast, Dave. I had, I had a, I had a um, oh my god, what's it called? A, a lobster poached egg with. It was amazing. Oh yeah, amazing. 
Interesting. Good food in Montreal, I can attest. Yeah, they don't fuck around uh, there. It's like uh, it's like Canada's Paris. I also work there. It's uh, yeah. It smells the speaking same. Nice of, place. Uh, nice place to go. Speaking of Paris, Xavier Legette is from Paris. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he uh, came to America when he was seven years old. And he now plays in South Carolina. He's 6'3", 227. Uh, a little bit bigger than the previous Xavier. Just a bit. Born on January 29th. And he's, uh, he's, at 20, he's 23, though. He's one of our, our older fellows we're talking about today. But he's huge. Yeah. He's big. He's physical. I'll talk about my Javier. Is he, uh, he's a bit of a late yeah. bloomer, Jay. And I know he's I like do. I do. I was not one myself. I had puberty very young, and it was very awkward for the first two or three Six. years while I was going with Urban Hair. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> he's massive. He's a throwback to the old bygone era of, a, of big physical X receivers that bullied their way down the field while bullying defensive backs and just being bullies in general. Um, I suspect he's a late bloomer based on his, uh, you know, his stats. He also, his recruiting profile lists him at a hair over 200 pounds and six feet tall. Sports reference, 6'1", 217. Everything else I find is 6'3", 227. He looks like a fucking tight end out there. And he's quick enough. Like, he's not he's not slow, especially for his size. The NFL, though, has turned into a speed game, and route, but route running is just as important, if not more important, than it ever was. And I think this is a, a role that he might excel in because like teams are trying to kind of confuse modern coverages with like some deep crossing patterns and whatnot. And you get that big fucker in there catching the ball. Uh, he, he, I mean, again, I just talked about all of these big wide receivers that don't make it. Well, he could be one of them, but there's a lot of potential here, I think, and especially based on his. Uh, you, you look at the way he's kind of he's kind of hit throughout throughout his career. He, he's picking speed up, which. If you look at his speed, according to Real Analytics, Legette hit 22.3 miles per hour against Mississippi State, which is the highest mark in college football for the first five weeks. I haven't looked up the rest. Because in reality, I, I didn't really care that much. The fact that he runs 22 miles an hour is pretty fucking impressive. There you go. Yeah, the speed uh, you said. speed size combo is definitely, it's really, really interesting. I guess the obvious flag would be the fact that he's He's going to be 23 at the draft, and he's been around college football for no parts of five seasons now, and it's only kind of now that he's broken out. So, you know, not to be one of those analytic nerds, which, you know, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't have the, I don't have the energy to even get into He also that. recently hit his growth spurt, though, Ty. Well, he, he was listed at six feet <laughs> before, so. That is a very late bloomer. It is. <laughs> but just just Great. just the fact that he kind of hit hit it late that he's kind of you know breaking out that late to, you know statistically he's less likely to to hit but I mean also who the fuck cares if he gets drafted into the right spot and if he gets drafted early enough with that size speed combination I'm very interested. Yeah. There there is a legit right. chance that he goes from an unknown to a first round pick which is unbelievable like you look at his last season like if you don't know who this guy is and trust me i didn't know who this guy was until this year he had 167 yards last season he's got 1093 this season wow yeah, that's legit yeah and he's got uh he's got five touchdowns this year 10 his entire career he is legit Woo. excellent all right i'm gonna keep my eye on him jake you like him i like him you that's will forget his name I would start him next was, week. If I, I was could. just doing a Jedi mind trick through the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works. I don't think. It works. Uh, this is a guy next on the list. So I think of where he this where he lands is really going to play an integral role on his performance. And his name is Troy Franklin. Uh, 
He, of course, a wide receiver out of Oregon State. He's 6'3", 187 pounds, uh, born on February 6th. Uh, makes him 23. And uh, Dane, I don't know, buddy. Uh, yeah, sure. But Dane's got him at WR7. Uh, I got a little, bit, a little bit higher, not going to lie to you. I got him at 6. What do you guys think about Franklin? Tell me, give me your skinny. The skinny on Frank, Lynn. And he's a little skinny. He played with Bo Nix. He's with Bo Nix, right? He is. He is with Bo Nix, and that offense has been quite good this year. Bo Nix, another player that's really... I didn't... I don't know that I didn't want to like, but I had a really hard time liking him as a quarterback prospect, and he's all of a sudden changed my mind there. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, Franklin's been... You know, he's been excellent this year. I think, um, you know, when you're looking at size, you're looking at speed, he's got both of those. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the knocks they see on him is he maybe tries to do a little bit too much after the catch, or he tries to do a little bit too much to create extra yardage. To me, that's not necessarily a, heart. That's not necessarily a huge negative to me. I think that can be coached. Good attitude. You I, got a good attitude. You know, I think that's the type of thing that hey, not a huge not a huge knock on a player when you look at that type of a you know that type of a great athletic profile and you know the athletic profile it's 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 matching with the actual production this year so. You know, I like Franklin. It's um, you don't see him that high on some lists, which is a bit surprising to me. He's completely out of the top right. ten, top twelve on some lists, and then other people have him as like a six seven. So, be interesting to see how he finishes the year. Yeah, I have a, I, I have him as think? a uh, as a top ten wide receiver in this draft. I also have him in my probably top forty, top fifty overall. I'm, I'm not talking fantasy assets. Just he's going to be a day two pick. Yeah. Jeez, top four. And I think like yeah. weight is a little easier to overcome than height. Very few people, unlike yeah, you, unlike old Lejet there, easy, don't usually grow when they're past the age of 30. But uh Troy Franklin's 6'3, he's 187. A lot of teams don't really value that thin of a receiver at that height. And they will have to scheme him a little bit. Bulk him up. I Bulk think he up. projects more as a as a really high-end wide receiver too. At best, um, but he, I, he's he's quick and and he's a pretty trustworthy player with the ball. He's good on contested for for a thin receiver. He's quite good at contested catches. Him and Bo Nix have looked great this year. And Bo Nix has really broken out as a thirty eight year old in, in in the college in uh, college football. <laughs> but uh, his speed, I think, is worth investing in. So yeah, I'm it, again. He's a player that I'm very and, and again. This is I'm just repeating myself. Where he lands makes a big difference with a player like this. Now, Jay, do you think where he lands will? Uh, I think it'll make a difference? big difference, Dave. I don't want to repeat my. I don't want to repeat what myself. I said though. too. I said that too, though. We're on, that, the, same we're on the same page. page there. We're on the same page. Shit. Nice. Finally, for once. I'm curious to know if we're gonna be on the same page about Adonai Mitchell. Six four from Texas, 196 pounds. I had a birthday last month, August eighth. I wasn't invited. He'll be he'll be twenty one at eight. the draft. Uh, he um he he's got potential. That's all I'm gonna say about this guy. That's all I know he's about this oozing guy. He's potential. Got potential. Is he oozing? Potential? Absolutely. Okay. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, okay. 
Why? Why do you think he's oozing potential, Jay? Well, he hasn't spent a lot of time. He hasn't spent a lot of time playing. In all honesty, like in uh, he, pl- he played in Georgia over his freshman and sophomore seasons, limited in twenty twenty two, missing nine games with injury. Only had nine catches in twenty twenty two, but did record one hundred thirty four one hundred thirty four yards and three touchdowns. In twenty twenty one, he barely played as well. Took twenty nine receptions for four hundred twenty six yards and four touchdowns. So there's been a very little body of work for him. But what he has, what he has played, he has been good. Now, if you look at what he's done since coming into Texas from Georgia, uh, 637 yards eclipses what he did in his first two seasons with Georgia. So uh, there is a lot of potential there. His speed is excellent. His height, 6'4", again, 196, so a bit of a taller, thinner, wide receiver. Um, he's I got like that. amazing yeah, acceleration, like so he gets to top speed pretty quick. Uh, one scout said he's a loose mover. I've had some loose moves in my lifetime. They're usually not fun to clean up after, but... <laughs> he's a bit imprecise with his technique. He's got some, he's a bit rough around the edges. He looks a lot like a wide receiver who hasn't played a ton in college football. I don't think it would be bad for him to wait another year before hitting the NFL. But if he does again, right situation. Don't, don't want to repeat myself here, Dave. <laughs> right situation. Right situation. I'll draft anybody. He's got a lot of potential, and it, Ooh, but it depends on his landing spot. So I don't know if he's in the wrong landing spot. We're not going to see that potential. It's going to just unooze. Ty, you got something to say? I can tell. Oh, I do. You love this guy. I do. Um, well, no, I don't think I love this guy. I, he really reminds me of that receiver we see almost every year, where it's they have the you know they have the size. It's like if this goes right, if this goes right, if this happens, they could be a star. And then the dynasty community is going to. You know, get super excited about them. They'll get slightly overdrafted, not super high, but probably second round in like rookie drafts this year. Ty? Not even that high. Okay. Like I think, like lower than like Quentin, like Quentin Johnson, definitely more. Yeah, definitely more disappointing. But I think he's going to be, you know, like a Hakeem Butler or something. Where it's, you think, I don't care that he went late. I still like the intangibles. And you know, this is going to be my guy. I'll take him in the second or third round of rookie draft, and then potentially never start him. And that's what I'm seeing now. I don't know if that's fair. I could definitely change this opinion in a couple of, you know, next time I come back here in a month or two, absolutely could be changed. But for me right now, that's, that's the type of vibe that I'm getting from him. And it's, you know, vibes are not really scouting. I know that, but that just, in the old days, you know, Ty, we that's, went that's, purely on vibe. We just called it our gut. We trusted <laughs> yeah. our gut. Another nerd analytics, we went on vibe. But that's kind of what it, what it seems like to be, where it's just you know a small chance to hit. If he does, it could be great, but he'll just probably be someone that ends up uh, potentially frustrating you because of his potentially high upside. But we'll see. I reserve the right to change that opinion. No, you do absolutely hundred percent. All rights reserved. Cool. Um, there's a guy named Roman Wilson, and I don't think we have enough Wilsons in the league as it is. So I think we got room for one more. This guy's coming out of Michigan State. Uh, six feet tall, 192 pounds. He's born on a sunny day early in the morning of June 19th, 2001. His mom said it hurt pretty bad. He'll be 22 at draft. It's a Dave, I don't know if it's because I almost share a birthday with this guy, but I really enjoy Roman Wilson. He's one of my favorite prospects coming into this draft. That's not going to be, that's not going to cost you a first round rookie pick. I really like Roman Wilson. Okay. A lot of why? 
I, I don't want to do this, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I see a lot of Chris Olave in him. Ooh. I know. He, I think you you wanted that reaction. Yeah, so he's 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 very <laughs> he's got elite explosiveness as a four star recruit. So he's not he's not coming out of he's not coming out of nowhere since he's joined since he's joined Michigan. He's been a bit of a spark plug there, but he's got a documented four point three seven forty yard dash, a thirty seven inch for, vertical jump, and a four point zero nine shuttle time. And this is before he joined Michigan. They have a good training program, so that has probably improved since then. He is if I look at him. He, to me, reminds me a lot of Chris Olave. And I think Olave was a much more polished and reliable prospect than Wilson was coming out. But he's got room to keep expanding his route tree, refining his footwork, and all the little things that make you an NFL wide receiver. There are some very bright flashes. He does have, you know, again, some improvement to make. But for me, the one thing holding him back is his lack of durability. His medical history, yeah, the fact that he's going to be a 23-year-old rookie, and his production with potential below-league average blocking ability, he could fall to day three. But he's going to be, this is a guy that is either going to fall to day three or get picked probably day two because of some elite uh, testing. So he could be a game-breaker, though, and he could become an even better pro than he is a college football player. So he's somebody to keep your eye on. If he if he blows up and people are buying really high on him, I'm probably going to balk a little bit, but I'm kind of hoping that he he kind of falls to maybe the third round so I could snap him up with a, you know, with a second or third round rookie pick. Well, he did have two rushing TDs last Dave's year. He's really so. in on the rushing touchdowns for receivers. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just yep. saying. Love it. Uh 2023 had 10 receiving touchdowns. Uh it's pretty good average yards per carry. Uh Ty, I want you to chime in on Romain uh Sorry, Romaine. He's not lettuce. <laughs> uh, Roman Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Yeah, I actually, I'm actually pretty close to Jay on this. I actually like Wilson, I think, a lot oh. more than consensus right now. Which, I mean, okay. it kind of goes counter to what I just said about him being, you know, potentially a high upside that we're going to get too excited about and just going to let us down. Because he's definitely got some of that potential. But when I see Wilson, I see someone that's got... You know, the same, the kind of things you look for with the, the speed, the athleticism, all that shit. Um, but also someone that's really good, Huge. really good ball tracker. Someone that, you know, runs good routes and is really good at actually, <laughs> can track a ball like, like a hungry Hilson on a Friday night. <laughs> um, so. I was just going to say, take him golfing with me, but you went in a different direction. <laughs> oh, so. I decided to. Damn, the truck stuff with you, a lot lizard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one kind of, one concern for him is I guess drops are a bit of a concern. Oh, um, and he does he sure. does struggle against different types of coverage, uh, press coverage. Apparently, he does struggle a bit with. And for a twenty three year old receiver, college that's it's 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 not ideal. Um, also with the you know kind of fighting to catch, uh, you know, to catch open balls and have these struggles there, you know, in that aspect. But for me, I'm a huge fan of any type of wide receiver, any type of prospect that has the run after catch ability. He can get the ball in his hands. He can create a ton of extra yards. And Roman Wilson absolutely has that. Absolutely. Well said. Well articulated, yeah, yeah. Ty. Most, Thank you, the most Thank you Ball Hunter Hilson. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Ball Hunter Hilson. We got Scared Rabbit. And then we got, I can't remember what the other one was. Ball, ball magnet. <laughs> it's easy to hunt balls, Dave, if I'm you got a magnet it. for him. That's it. That's it. You guys are out of my He's the ball predator. Uh, 
Now, Jay has made it no secret that he has some feelings towards Brian Thomas Jr. I don't think they're sexual in nature, but there's certainly feelings nonetheless. He's an LSU wide receiver. He's 6'4", and 205 pounds. He was born about a month ago in the year 2002. Let me finish. So he's 21 years old. All the math checks out. One of the biggest risers this summer, I think. Eh? 100%. You guys say? Okay. He's big. He's strong. He's I'm rising fast. right now. Oh, I can see why. I can see why you like him. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Some more. I, I actually more have him. I I think I have him in my top five. I, I think draft capital Whoa. will will decide where I end up taking this guy and where I end up at the end of the of the college season and the, and the beginning of the NFL draft. I kind of have a better idea of where I'm going to put him. Uh, people are all over the board as far as evaluating his talent goes, but he is one of the biggest risers since the summer, as Dave once once said. Um, 51 catches mm-hmm. for 918 yards. He's big, Recently. strong, fast. There shouldn't be much, much mystery why he's ranked in the top 25 in Brugler's rankings. And top 25... I I could see him re- like kind of as the season progresses and Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors and this guy just decide to carry the L- the LSU offense. I could see him continuing to to rise up a little bit. He leads the FBS in receiving touchdowns at thirteen, and there are very few drops in his film, so that is pretty exciting. And I think the gap between him and Neighbors is smaller than some might think. Right next yeah, door, I think, to each I think other. they're neighbors. <laughs> Oh, LSU's uh, passing offense, though, man, has been awesome to watch in 2023. Jaden Daniels, I I really, I I like him more every fucking game I watch. Um, That's my guy. He's the other Tigers wide receiver, but I think it's now becoming more of a question mark than a than a a complete like he's the other Tigers wide receiver. So he's somebody to keep your eye on. Landing spot, draft capital, I think, will be huge on him. And if he keeps up this impressive play and chooses to declare, there's a chance he might actually stay back another year, depending on where you know his agent and all that stuff kind of project him to go. But he could find himself being a first-round pick, I think, and with instant impact potential. Not bad for a guy who uh, entered the year as a uh, as an afterthought. Yeah, well, we'll see if you're right about that, Jay. It's a pretty big prediction there. Uh, respect the heck out of it, Todd. You got something. Uh you got something on your mind about Thomas Jr. I can tell. Look at you. I think um, I think Jay nailed it. Other than oh, saying he's in his top five, he's not quite there for me. But everything he he said about uh, about Brian Thomas, I absolutely agree. Top six for you then? Maybe? Seven, oh, eight, seven, maybe may, pr- probably seven, eight for hmm. me. Um, yeah, we can, we can rank these fellows if you guys would like. Maybe that maybe that's what I'd like to do instead of uh, me yammering on about uh, you know kind of this. The same old okay, thing let's you just said. Let's rank them. Licked it. Yeah, I think let's it. rank them. Stamped it. Jay? Okay. You had Brian Thomas. You said maybe top five. Is he top five? Okay. Dave, I want Dave to read off the players and we'll rank them. A few moments later. The rankings are in. And uh, you know what? In no particular order. Oh, wait. No. Some particular <laughs> order. Our order. <laughs> I'll anyway. go through the same order as, as the doc and we'll see... Uh, Oh, that goes. Uh, MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr., is the number one yep. for all three of us. Shocking, I know. Yeah, easily. Uh, <laughs> there were some rumors that I wasn't going to put him at first. I like to put those to rest. Uh, it's just getting you guys going. Um, next on next on the list, uh, we, we talked about neighbors. 
I had him in coming in at number four myself. Ty had him up at number two, as he mentioned, and Jay, like myself, also at number four. So looks like Ty likes neighbors a little. I think bit most more people like neighbors point. a little but more hey, at this point. Dave, you and I are uh, you and I are oh, riding a riding a us. hot spicy seat here with, uh, yeah, <laughs> hemorrhoids. Hot spicy well, seat with hemorrhoids. Well, my number two is a Mika Agbuka, and uh, what do you guys? I miss two as well. Have uh, Ty, you got a bit. Yeah, two. Jay, you get it. Uh, and Ty, you had him at number three, respectively. I'm actually surprised you guys both have him at two, because I thought some of the rankings I looked at, three was kind of high, but some people have him at two. So I like him. It, it's good to see. It's a nice look out of you, too. And if you're going to take some deep <laughs> shots, right now is the time, because there hasn't been a draft. We don't know where these guys are going. Exactly. I'm just ranking them based on how I like them. I, like, I rank them as I yeah. see them. Coleman. Next on the list here, uh, Jay, you and I, I like had this. him at three. You and I have way too much in common on this one. <laughs> hey, I've I know you look pretty good. So at, uh, Coleman uh, for Ty came a little bit lower in fourth, and that's perfectly fine, Ty. Don't worry about it. Uh, Rome on Dunze. <laughs> Next on the list, uh, the, the most the guy that liked him the most is Ty, number five, Jay, six, and me, not as excited about this fella, seven, uh, a little bit lower for me, but uh, we shall see. Uh, Xavier, number one, which is Xavier Worthy out of Texas. Let's see here. Me and Ty had him in at six, and Jay I hates like him. him. I don't know. He's at eight. I don't know what's going on. It's just my second favorite, Javier. Okay, that is true. And the next Javier, let's see if that's actually the Jet. true. I'm, I'm coining that nickname right now. The Le Jet Jets. is the Jet. Uh, apparently, I don't like him at all. Fuck um, off. Jay has him at idiot. seven, respectively. <laughs> Ty has him at nine. And uh, we're keeping them with odd number sequentials, and I have them at 11. So 7, 9, 11. So interesting. But what do I know? I don't even know. I just met the guy tonight, you know? Just impressions are very important. Franklin. Troy Franklin. Jay. <laughs> okay, Jay doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> Jay has him at number nine. Uh, we're doing backward sequentials here. Jay, has Jay at nine, Ty at seven. I'm excited about Franklin. I'm gonna, Dave is a Franklin know. fan yeah. at five. Wow. I am a Franklin fan. Love it. Fan good, that's a good look for you, buddy. Duck, <laughs> duck yeah. fan. Uh, watch after people listen to this episode, you watch as the stock rise for Franklin. Uh, Adonai Mitchell. I don't need. I like it. <laughs> Make a whole world change in the class here. I like it. Yeah, I do shopping at, at, at Denise. Uh, Jane Ty coming at number at last for the, the guys at, at eleven, which doesn't surprise me because we almost sort of forgot him. I said who's <laughs> during Mitchell? our break. Uh, I just keep calling him. Ad, yes, so that uh, Denise. That explains your eleven. Uh, I got him a little bit, a little bit more, a little warm towards him. I have him coming in at number eight. So there we go. Uh, Roman Wilson next on the proverbial list. Actually, it's not proverbial. It's an actual real list. We all have him at 10. There you go. Hmm. thought I'd have him higher, but I, just, I didn't. Yep. I'm disappointed yeah, in myself. It's too late to change it. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. <laughs> okay. Jason I'm, I'm Love. Smitten. 
uh, he did mention top five, and he put uh, he put number five. So he's I mailed him word. a promise ring, and all I got uh, was a police visit. Ty <laughs> uh, at number eight to nine. I haven't at the proper position at number nine. You wait and see, Dave. Trust me on this one. You wait and see. Yeah. So certainly some some similar and summer. So, so what do we get out of this? Some yeah. are same, some are different. That's yeah. the and, and I said I said neighbors and Thomas are not that far apart. And what did I rank them? Not that far apart. Now I'm probably wrong on neighbors. I no. will admit that. I think four is a little too low. But I just really, yeah. I really like Agboka and I really like Coleman. So I kind of went against the better program. You have no choice. And, yeah. I don't know. LSU just seems yeah. like I, I just, I want to temper the LSU hype that I have in my heart. But I think, well, this, so right now, I think there's probably four wide receivers, maybe even five that we can see going between, you know, somewhere between like 10 and like 25 in the draft if the draft was held today. And depending on how teams pick those guys, like that could definitely kind of shuffle, you know, like shuffle the rankings, like the talent uh, discrepancy between a lot of these guys. It, it's pretty minimal. Yeah. There's actually some guys so, too that I don't even have on this list that I'd probably rank higher than some of the players. Like, like Mitchell, I like Mitchell, but I'd have Polk ahead of him as well. And we didn't even cover Polk today. I want to talk about this. You do not. I want to talk about like Johnny Mitchell. Yeah, I want to talk no, about Jalen uh, Polk. McMillan Polk. Uh, yeah. La- La- so many McConkey. people to get to. Just. We can't do a three-hour podcast, so we'll have to get back and do another wide receiver podcast and see where the rankings go. When I, I saw the name Lad McConkey, well, I thought, kicker? Certainly. Definitely white. And then I saw his picture. <laughs> he's jacked, but he he's definitely white. Not a kicker, though. Shocking. Not a kicker. Well, guys, I have to say I'm, uh, I'm a little more excited now about the so draft. Uh, and I'm not a very patient man, so that sucks because it's not until April. Uh, so we're gonna have to wait, but we'll uh, we'll follow. Yeah, we're gonna keep this going. We'll keep going. Very we'll closely. do tight ends. We'll do running backs. Yeah, maybe tight ends and running backs yeah. together because we'll there's really this. two tight ends I want to talk about. But yeah, I think tight ends and running backs together one, really in a couple like. weeks, maybe. Yeah, you know, stay tuned. It's not uh, Brock. No, 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 it's not. James no, no, no. a bull take. <laughs> no, some other guy that I don't have to look up. Really. Um, two months from now, this list will be completely. Yeah, well, let's, uh, we, we have it documented. We'll see. We'll put the rankings on the Spotify on our. Uh, Sorry, not Spotify, our podcast page. So when you when you go to re- read the episode, you'll see our rankings, and I'll put the consensus out there and see if we're right or wrong. I mean, yeah. probably wrong at this point, but hey, we're taking our shot, and we're taking it early. <laughs> Tell us how dumb we are, but we're taking our shot. <laughs> you miss all the shots you take, Michael Scott. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Dynasty Football. It's been a pleasure, as always, uh, looking at you guys, uh, your faces, and your Colorful mics. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. And uh, good luck out there in the fantasy world. And have yourself a pleasant evening. This is the Dynasty Football Live Podcast.